We would like to thank our amazing sponsor, Touring Plans Travel. Their destination specialists are experts in smart travel and are there to help you plan an amazing Disney vacation. Whether you are looking at Disney World, a Disney cruise, or anywhere in the world, they will book you an amazing vacation and it costs you nothing. Their services are completely free. So head over to touringplans.com travel and tell them Rope Drop Radio sent you. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. It is time for one of our favorite shows, and that is listener questions today, Doug. You never know what you're going to get. You're going to get answers. You're going to get answers Our whether they're pain, right or yeah, not. You know, No idea. We are going to tell you what we think based on what you asked. And mm-hmm. it, it might be right. It might be wrong. We will tell you what we'll we... will do our best. Some good Genie Plus questions. Some good park touring questions. Some good what day of the week questions. A um, little bit of cruising. Some Mickey's Not So Scary. It's all here, folks. Stay all tuned. here. And you know who gets their questions asked, answered first, Doug? No, Derek. Our Patreons. And so we are, uh, you know, biased and let them, you know, get their questions answered first. And so if you want to be a part of that amazing community, then you need to go to uh, our show notes and click the Patreon tab and be part of that. And make sure you know when listener questions happen, you get your questions answered first in the show. And of course, we need to give a few long-term Patreon shout-outs. Chris and the Concierge, who I'm pretty sure is on a cruise right now as we speak. No, he got kicked off just the other day. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, good to know. I swear he is on every week anyway, Chris. I love following you and, you know, interacting with you. Sarah and, of course, Fan and YXE. So our Toronto, is that right? I can't remember. And that's Sarah Rothan. Yes, Sarah Rothan in there as well. So thank you so much, Patreons, for supporting Rope Drop Radio and uh, getting all the bonus episodes swag. And when this show comes out, I will be on The Wish or at least at Walt Disney World and you'll be getting some bonus episodes from me. All right. And let's not forget, we have a trip coming up September 11th through the 14th. Thanks to Touring Plans Travel. Uh, If you will be there, if you're planning on making it to one of the events, one of those days, we now have a Facebook event page. You can go in RSVP if you will, and let us know you're coming. Um, You can put something on the message board there, the discussion. Um, Just go hit it up. That's on our Facebook page. Rope Drop Radio is our Facebook page. Find the event and let us know. So that's September 11th through the 12th, thanks to Touring Plans Travel. Also, Apple Podcast Reviews. We have yet another one to read. And thank you to everyone that's yes, left thank it. thank you. All right. The podcast I look forward to every week by Jay Thompto. You got it. Nailed I, it. Yeah. You great. All right. I discovered this podcast while planning for a trip and I've been hooked ever since. Derek and Doug provide some great advice and insight on all things Disney. The podcast just feels like a couple of dads talking Disney. As a fellow dad who loves Disney, I can appreciate that. Thank you for the review. Yeah, thank you very much. Dad's talking Disney, and we are going to be dads answering your questions talking Disney. So I'm going to read the question, and Doug, you're going to start. I will go into it from there. So let's dive on in so molly asks is there a best time to go or is it crowded year-round great question it is yep 
there's there's crowds year round, but yes, there are better times to go. But there, it depends on your no definition. There's no longer a dead season like we used to have when we were kids, Doug. I think we just need to make that clear. Yeah, it depends on your definition of better because weather could make it better, That's price true. could make it better, and crowds could make it better. And those are all different things. Um, probably the lowest crowds of the year is right after Labor Day. I think that's still consistently the slowest time of year. Also going to be your cheapest, but not your best weather. Um, the sweet spots in January, February, very much gone. Um, midsummer is becoming a lower time. So do not think fall. October is crazy town. Lots of schools now have week-long fall breaks, and you can tell. So... Mid-December used to be a slow time of year. Not so much. So crowds, year-round, yes. No matter when you go, you're going to be like, my gosh, it's crowded. But there are times it's a little bit better. Like, I don't know, September 11th through the 14th that is might a be great one of the slowest to times Yes, of join us. Coincidence, I don't Wow, so. how did that happen, Doug? Yep. And also, uh, I had friends of ours go a year or two ago, and they're like, hey, Christmas, that time, no one will go. Don't go during the holiday season. Just, yeah, that's you know, busier. Insane. With school breaks equals busier, except for summer now. All right. Josh asks, is Genie Plus necessary or even helpful if doing early entry at Hollywood Studios or Epcot? Uh, the short answer here is Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. It is. We've done early entry. I've been right towards the rope for early entry. Hollywood Studios if you can snag a slinky dog, that allows you to rope drop something else. Yes. And just slinky dog alone makes the the if you're doing the math on is your time worth the cost of Genie Plus, it equals it out. So don't think just because there's less attractions that it's not worth it. Unless you have all day and you fine with standing in line all day long. But I'd rather enjoy something else the park has to offer, like the shows or the dining or just the atmosphere rather than standing in line and inching forward. Um, Same thing with Epcot, because you can get Ratatouille. That's pretty big. You can also get Test Track. That's usually what we choose to get. Rope Drop Soarin', Rope Drop Frozen. You could, or vice versa, get Frozen, Rope Drop Test Track. Lots of ways to do it definitely can be valuable and you can get more than just that one thing we're just saying that one thing makes it worth it already yeah it's that necessary evil you gotta get it just to get that one e-ticket out of the way so you can wait in line at road drop for another thing hey and i've saved 20 minutes before on spaceship earth um it depends on the day Depends on the crowd, depends on the time of day, but man, even some of those lesser attractions can really save you. You should be able to snag a Millennium Falcon or a uh, Star Tours for later in the day, which is going to come in clutch too. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely worth getting it for not just those two parks, but all four parks. Uh, John asks, is there a better day of the week to visit certain parks? So this is a great question. It is. Before COVID, this was a very complicated answer because you had all of the different extra magic hours. And there were different parks, different days, different times, and that impacted crowd flow tremendously. Now that every park has early park entry for on-site guests in select hotels, um, it's not as important. 
the really balance the crowds throughout the day. You don't know what to avoid at all costs. It, so here's what we're heading into though is party season. Yeah. Once we start hitting parties, the Magic Kingdom changes. So if you don't have a hopper and you want to watch fireworks, you can't go to the Magic Kingdom on a party day because you're going to get kicked out before the fireworks happen. But you're not alone. So a lot of people are going to go on a non-party day to the Magic Kingdom, therefore artificially inflating the crowd at the Magic Kingdom on those days therefore making it more miserable. So if you have a hopper, we recommend rope dropping the Magic Kingdom on a party day, hopping away after two, go somewhere else, and then on a non-party day, you come back with the mobs just to catch the fireworks, if that's what you want to do. So there you go. That's when it matters. The other place I would say it matters, Derek, is avoid Epcot on Friday and Saturday nights. Oh, my nights. gosh. If it is food and wine or any party, yeah. avoid Epcot so, like the plague Thursday, th- Friday. Saturday. I mean, you know what's great is Epcot on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I did that last trip. Or I was like, Monday. oh, this is nice. We're going to be drinking around the world on a Monday night. Oh, that's perfect. Come yes. join us. Yeah. So there's a reason we're doing that instead of a Saturday. So there you go. It. Yes and no. Also, oh, Hollywood years. Studios, busy all time. I, I have given up trying to figure out when is a good time to go to Hollywood now, Studios. If Fantasmic comes back on a not everyday schedule like it did yep. years ago, like 2008, 2010, 2012, um, that's really going to impact Hollywood Studios. So hopefully, when Fantasmic does come back, it's every day and not like every other. So that's something to keep an eye on if you also, have a trip Also, with the Halcyon, it could be every other day as well. Yeah, but I don't know how much 200 people impact things. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, that's not it that could, big. a little bit. Everywhere We're talking high park. capacity. I know, I'm just saying. Uh, 200 least, people. Okay, okay. I, just trying to give you, trying to help the question out You're thinking out on too that. hard. Don't I think am. that hard. Yes. Don't think that hard. I, I think, when that's it comes to Disney travel, much. there's never, never thinking too hard. So... <sighs> All right, Ricardo, I love it. Now with the wish at Port Canaveral, is land and sea trips more or less appealing for new time first timers? I would say um, it's the same. Yeah, Dream was it, there. It, it's Dream Part 2. Um, there was tons of people on my sailing of the wish that it was their first cruise ever. Because remember, this was originally out there bookable and then they canceled the inaugural salience and moved everybody and it was free for all so like i was added to the sailing later so you had a bunch of first timers on there already would have been like sailing 20 ish um they all had a blast the people i talked to um definitely and we'll talk about this more later in the show too but not not a thing to worry about still appealing yep I think it's great, though. Land and Sea Adventures are, as I'm going to be yeah. doing this as this show comes out, something that I want to do more of and looking forward to. So that's going to come out, I think, the next week, my trip report. Or no, two weeks. No, a couple weeks. Two weeks. There you go. See, I'm going to be gone so long that we have a couple shows coming out. So really excited for that. So, Ricardo, good question. And you have a couple more. Uh, pick your favorite, Doug. Walk on ride in each park. Oh, for each park. Yes. Favorite walk on. Ricardo wants to know your favorite right. walk on um, each park. Do this rapid fire, yes. right? Magic yep. Kingdom, People Mover. Yo, Epcot, I got the same. Got it. Epcot, Spaceship Earth. Um, I had Hollywood Living with the Land. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Hollywood Studios. I don't know that that exists. Um, Animal Kingdom. Triceratops. Yes, I you got it. You nailed it. I wrote these down, Doug. You got it. So there you go. Okay, Perfect. Um, Cardo asks, favorite show at each park? Um, Carousel of Progress. Um, let's see. Epcot. Uh, uh, Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty. You got it. Hollywood Studios. Um, if you don't mm, say Indiana Jones, come on, come on, Muppets. come on. Oh, come on, dog. Indiana An- Jones. Animal Kingdom. Um, Lion King? Probably the, the, the birds. Oh, my gosh. Lion King. All right. What's your Magic Kingdom? You didn't say. Uh, mine is fireworks, honestly. Just oh, that's night. just a show. It's okay. a show in general. Yes. That, that's a nighttime spectacular It is. It's in my still book. a show. Magic Kingdom. You got to totally do it. Totally different category yes. there. It doesn't know. It's still a show. Okay. Then I would say the castle show. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I do like it. Fan, fanfare. Whatever it is. Fair, it's got all the Tiana. Daytime fireworks. Them. It's great. Ugh, okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I just keep on walking right now. You do. That, so folks. what is your favorite food at each park like let's set some boundaries here because we're on different paths and that last thing with your fireworks shenanigans what are you calling food like a snack i was going oh, like snack. a like okay. some kind of we're... signature dish that you can only get in that one park well i mean dole whip you can get all over the place now but yeah, can i, still I will say give you dole whip because i'm gonna go gaston cinnamon there. roll so okay. there you go um epcot something special there that i like um Let's go school bread. Uh, how about well, you, Derek? That's a good one. I didn't have Epcot planned, actually, no, which is all terrible. The snacks because of Epcot. all the snacks, I really, I struggled. Right, I, the... I couldn't write anything in this category. So it's Hollywood literally Studios. like whatever is that e-ticket eating around the world part at Epcot. Okay. <laughs> I was going to actually, originally I had sushi donut and then realized it's that it's that's not all year round. All and that no. kind of depressed me. I will give it to you. Okay. Um. And the Hollywood Studios used to be the carrot cake sandwich back when we had sweet spells. Um, don't get it as much because, I don't know, Starbucks ruined it. So I'm going to go with the Men and Bill's Dockside Diner Malt or Shake, which is really just a Frosty. Let's be, Wendy's is getting copyright it issues is. there. Um, I was going Ronto Wrap slash Pop-Tart. Okay. That's a I weird combo. I don't Do you eat make the, a sandwich? No, I don't that? eat the Ronto wraps, but I know enough people love Ronto wraps. I love the Pop Tarts at Woody's. They said your. Your, okay. Then your. I will go with the Pop Tarts. But I feel like okay. if we don't say something Star Wars in any Wars. of the categories, people are going to wonder about us. Well, maybe they should have made the food better. Oh, wow. <sighs> Blue milk could have been good. You know, when they did uh, Star Wars Weekends, the Men and Bill's Dockside Diner, um, mm-hmm. they did a blueberry milkshake for Blue Milk. And it was phenomenal, and mm. I had it multiple times over multiple days. I had that more in one weekend than I've had blue milk in two years. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. saying something, right? That they is, had it is. right. They had it right, and then they tried to – they tried too hard. Shame on them. Animal um, Kingdom? Animal Kingdom. Can I say Dole Whip again? No. I guess you could. I don't – um, the, uh, Ponga Ponga, no, is that what it's called? The Lapu, the pineapple cream cheese dessert. It's in, great. Yeah. You in, got uh, it. Pandora. I can't remember you nailed what the it. name yes, is. That... I named the drink and the snack. You did. One of them. Both are really great. And I'll take the yeah. other one. The other thing I love in Animal Kingdom is they do have signature soft served with all, with, with whatever, uh, movie is coming out at the time. They do that. Yeah. They do. 
So you know it, another snack that's really good at Animal Kingdom is the um, if you're gluten free, the gluten free churros at uh, Tambu Lounge. Is okay. it Tam- not Tambu? No, that's Tambu not is right. in the Poly. My gosh, what's the the lounge with Tiffins? Nomad Lounge. We went to it. Nomad. The they had the the gluten free churros, which sounds like why are they still called churros? Mm. They were so good. I don't know what they're made out of, but something very tasty. Okay. So I would have them again. There you go. That was a that was a that good was one, a Ricardo. You show. always do a great job asking questions. This next one's a quick answer. All right. Is there going to be any park announcement related to D twenty at D twenty three? I will be there, yes. by the way. And yes, there absolutely be will be something. I have no idea what. There is no rumors right now. But OMG, if there's nothing, it's Oof. going to be ridiculous. Heads will roll. Yeah. All right. And, quick well, answer. The question there. is. Will Dick Van Dyke come out and do something else? I mean, why we, would he? We release something he's in gotta Epcot. Be mad. Like, he's probably going to show up at Epcot. I want to go on the ride I announced. Exactly. Be like, sorry, Dick, there's no attraction. Oh, wah, such wah, a wah. All, All right. right. Lorraine asks, what is your favorite Disney cruise ship? The one that I'm on. The one that you're on. Well, I... I've been on all of them multiple times other than the Wonder and the Wish. I've only been on those once. Um, I'm going to go with the Magic's been my favorite lately. But, I mean, I did just spend nine nights on it. So I think it's a little impartial. Ask me at the end of the year and it might be different. Okay. I've only been on the Dream and the Magic. I got the Wish when this comes out. But I did love the Magic. I love most of all the smaller size and that you basically felt like you had cast away to yourself. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. That, that was yeah. it. That like cast away half capacity is amazing. Ah, man, I've had cast away at quarter capacity now uh, during, after the restart. So <laughs> how do you go back after ships. that? It's going to be, it's tough because we had a lot of people on the wish the other, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. All right, moving along. Andrea asks, what is your most magical Disney experience so far? That's a hard one. There's a lot of different magical things from um, being in a magic show on the fantasy with Claire. Um, That was pretty cool. Uh, We did one of the educational, the yes programs with Sam and Alden. That whole thing was pretty magical. Um, just the the atmosphere sometimes can do it but i think the most magical if you want to get real weird here and personal the first time we saw the castle again after the shutdown oh that was nice that was kind of like there was a stretch where you're like who knows you and i were together Yep, yep it was it was us and michelle and alex and it was it was it had a special Je ne sais quoi. It did. It did. Seeing that again. It was magical for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. For me, I actually discussed with a friend of mine this last week, and he was like, I don't want to take my kids to Disney until they're tweens. And for me, the most magical experiences has always been my kids when they're three, four years old, maybe even two, meeting the character of which they love. So Callum meeting Mickey Mouse and Declan meeting Buzz and Olivia meeting Ariel for the first time. Like as a parent, 
there is nothing better. Like, I'm emotional just remembering those situations and seeing the big hugs and the pictures. Like, we have those pictures framed all over our house. Mm -hmm. And so that, in my mind, is the most magical moments for us. And that's just me as a parent seeing my kids fall in love with Disney. Yeah, I I almost and said also that. you and I go into the Halcyon. Well, the Halcyon is pretty course. magical. Uh, but that's a different kind of magic that had midi chlorons involved. But um, the the one where Samantha was two and she literally jumped and tackled. She didn't mean to tackle Annie from Little Einsteins. Oh, wow. And if you that's don't know who Little Einsteins oh, are. Go look him up. It was fantastic Disney Junior, not called Disney Junior back then, but show. And we waited and waited for Annie. And then she like jumped and just took her down to the ground. So then they sat on the ground and had a nice little meet for a while. Annie was okay. I like it. Wow. I'm glad she's okay. Um, Moving on, Ryan asks, the family and I are going to Walt Disney World for Thanksgiving and have a trip planned to Disneyland in the summer of 2023. What Disney Railroad will we ride first? <laughs> Best question of the show, Derek. Dad, that is I, good luck. I, they're, right. Hey, they're training right now at it's, Walt Disney World. They're it's, there. They are there. You can July? hear it if you listen. It's July now. Three months would be August, September october so three months of training the track's not done when's tron gonna open you know they're gonna try to get stuff why, why would they train people if they're not planning on opening you saw kite tells right i mean come on they train for silly things um wait have you seen kite i've never tales? seen kite tales and i've been there multiple you times never just, will either i know it's, it's gone yep. it's already done and gone yep. um well, it's not gone. It's reduced. Um, Walt Disney World. I'm going to say there's it. a 75% chance it's Walt Disney World. They are training right now. We have a picture. We have pictures. I took pictures of track that got laid down when it I was there. there. I think that the Walt Disney World Railroad is going to be open for the holiday season. And I hope so because Carrie the Two, it's been down for a long time. Like it's been down longer than one of your children have been alive, which is weird because that's the kid that is obsessed with trains, and that <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we got on said railroad, we will ride it and ride it and uh, ride it, and that's our whole day. Oof. I mean, yeah. it's a good day still. It's not the worst. Nope. Like the the park's just missing that kinetic energy, especially through um, when the Frontierland park opens. and Main Street. Main Street. That is that. I feel like we're missing that. Yeah. So, when did it close? Twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. Somewhere in there. Yeah. That's a while. Yeah. That's a great question. I'm hoping it's Disney World, but not gonna say a hundred percent. I'm gonna be the the smile I'm gonna have on my face when I get it back on that train. I'm gonna need a train guy, just like we're back on it. Woo! We went many trips without riding the train. Yeah. We so would top on it out of convenience to get to the front of the park. I have that a feeling that it's us. one of those things that when it comes back, people are gonna be booking trips just to do it. Oh yeah, for sure. Because trains are popular. They're back. people are fanatics, and that's a classic. Yes, okay. it is. All right, Joe asks. 
What has changed the most in terms of visiting Walt Disney World since 2019? I need to get back up to speed quick. Well, so this, this could be a whole Joe. show. This is Joe back, back to, the mouse. to the mouse. Joe, he's gonna be there with us in September, so that's why he needs to go. He he got a. We're gonna rat him out right here. He got a Universal annual pass instead of renewing his Disney one, and wow. so that's why he has no idea what's happening. So Joe, there's these little things called park passes. Mm-hmm. You no longer get three fast passes a day. Yep. You have to like get up early and try to make your fast 7 passes. But they're called lightning lanes now. Yep. But there's other lightning lanes that are called individual lightning lanes, mm-hmm. and you have to buy those in Spend addition money. to the ones you've already bought. Cost more. Um. You can't hop till two, so you're hostage to have oh, lunch just, in the park wow, you go to. Worst. What else is new? There's no Fantasmic. We're still waiting for everything to be back open again, like it was back in 2019. But I mean, most of it's we're like 95 percent there. We're getting there. We need we Fantasmic. can hug characters again. We can hug characters, which is really weird when you get off a cruise ship where you social distance from the characters, and then all of a sudden Mickey's trying to hug you, and you're like, "Get off! Get off! What are you mm-hmm. doing, Mickey?" That, that was me, but I say that anyway. Uh, when it comes to booking dining, that's definitely not the same as it was back in 2019. Days, I don't – I like the 180 I do too. Because we could beat the average schmo to the punch. Yes. Um, 60 days, too many people are booked. Um, room availability is harder, so book earlier. Yep. I think that's a thing. Discounts, not sure what those are. What? Those are gone. What? what? I don't – I didn't hear what they, you said. They have discounts, but like – there's like a room available. The other thing is you don't have the dining plan right now, which really messes with me. Yeah, some people love the dining plan. I love, love it. I'm not going to lie. So a lot of things different since 2019. Um, I think we got it in a nutshell. Just yep. follow us, Joe. You'll be okay. There you go. And I'm sure he will. He also has the best hat on property. That's right. That's all you need. Yep. You wear that hat and you're in. So Joe also asks, do you need to book concierge on The Wish to get a chance at doing things? And along those lines, are there too many concierge rooms on The Wish to fully enjoy it? And Viking also asks a very similar question. She says, this question's about concierge is mine as well. Seems like a cash grab and potentially overexpanded concierge. Can they keep up with service that they had on the older ships? All right. So basically they doubled the amount of concierge rooms on the wish from the dream and the fantasy. So can they fill the rooms going forward? I think so. The three and four night cruises really are a bread and butter for Disney. No other cruise line puts one of their top ships on the three and four night. They put their old crummy ships. So their competition on the three and the four nights is week and entry into cruising with a family three and four night works great so i think the demand will be there there's lots of people with money and they will find their way to concierge i don't think that's going to be a problem the problem therein is there's more concierge rooms than there are cabanas on castaway which is why lighthouse point needs to get finished yesterday ASAP. like that's a problem um palo we're platinum we checked in for our next cruise. We could not get Palo for any time on the Wish, and we're platinum right there, midnight Eastern. No chance for me at Silver. Oh, there's no. Yeah, so then you're reduced to wait in line the first day on the cruise to get put on the wait list. So, yeah, there's not enough offerings for the all the concierge to have. 
and be happy. I'm not sure how they keep the concierge guests that know what they should be getting happy. But if a lot of them are first time concierge guests, they're going to be fine. That's the difference is I think the wish is going to have a lot of first and second timers or people that have only done the wish. I've met platinum people that have like 20 some sailings that have only done the dream because the three night sailing is basically a long weekend and they can do that. They drive to the port yep. over and over. They can get off Monday, get their kids to school. Yep. Boom. So the wish, I think it's a different crowd and I think they'll be fine. Now, if they were sailing seven nights east and west over and over like the fantasy does that will be different and that will be interesting to see when the next ship rolls out but for now i think we're fine all right i will give more of an update on this after i sail on the wish when this show comes out not concierge either i wasn't myself lots of concierge space so as far as amenities there's more for them so keeping them happy there's more of a concierge lounge than any of the other ships so they have that going for them. Looking I'm forward to that day when I get to cruise concierge for sure. So, all right. John asks, what would be the best way to surprise your spouse with an evening at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? As of time of writing, she does not know, but we are already going to be in the Disney area. As a food blogger, I do have a Topolino's breakfast reservation the morning of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. Also, I'm just going to say surprising your wife with a thing that you should probably dress up or do something. I don't know. I, I'm just saying you might want to let her in on the plan a little bit. How strong is your marriage, John? Yes. This is like if I did this to my wife, she would be irate. She's like, I need that. We need to coordinate an outfit or something. This is our friend John, John Self, Self, by the yep. way. Yeah. Um, Topolinos. That sounds good. Late breakfast. Meander around. Go to the party. I would surprise her with the costume that you've picked out and you've chosen to dress your oh, wife and, in for and evening. Good, good luck. Yes. <laughs> that, that is not what would work in my marriage, but great, I, John. I'm glad it works some, for you. It might. Yes. I mean, I, how else would you surprise them if you want to do it on site? Just like, here, I got a little gift for you, and it's the costume that you're going to coordinate and wear. Maybe you're going to be the, the couple from Up. You know, how do you go wrong there? She can't say no to yeah. that, Derek. I really, I laughed when you wrote this, John, and because I was thinking of my own marriage and this would not fly at all. But you know what? Maybe you do something special and you guys go to a gift shop or you're at Disney Springs. I know you love to go there and you get something that you guys can match and coordinate when you go to the party. Yeah. I don't know. Good luck. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. In fact, here's the thing. Tweet at us and let us know how it goes. That is what we want to know. Mm, and and please know. share a picture of whatever it is you guys decide to dress up as. Because if you don't do anything, I'm going to be disappointed, John. Got to do mm, something. Yeah. Got to have some sort of costume. The the heavier and hotter, the better. No, I'm joking. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So Derek tried that once. One time. In fact, that picture <laughs> popped up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a bad choice. So, all right. Lindsay asks... Staying on property for the first time ever, haven't been to Walt Disney World in 12 years, going with Caribbean Beach, what do I need to know? Tips, tricks, anything in particular to scope out at the resort? Looking forward to the Skyliner and Riviera next door. Well, Lindsay, my favorite part of this question is, haven't been in 12 years, a lot what do changed. I need to know? Like that, I, I mean, that is a whole like book. I mean, book. how we yeah, could do a whole... called the Unofficial Guide yeah. to Walt Disney World. No, the fact that, that you're listening... Podcast. You're already headed in the right direction, right? You're listening to the show, um, maybe have the unofficial guide, 
reading some blogs. You're, you're already you're good. You're headed in the right direction. You know the right things. Caribbean Beach is great. I love the resort. I would I would ask for Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I would put in a, a request for that and try to be close to the Skyliner. You can look at the building numbers and request one of the closest if you want. Um, that would be the only like real deep cut tip. Otherwise, knowing just the stuff in general, get there 45 minutes before that early entry rope drop. Try to shoot for that. The buses start earlier than they tell you. You know, we, We've covered stuff like that if you're listening. But those are the big keys. Be early. Um you know, just go and try to enjoy it. Be ready with your lightning lanes at 7 a.m. So you get the first things. Um, just go enjoy being on property. Uh, the changes in 12 years. Look at your old photos from 12 years ago before you go. And then you can see how much has changed because a lot has, especially like Hollywood Studios. So there's no hat. No. A lot has changed in 12 years. Uh, one of the things you asked was anything particular about the resorts. Enjoy the pool. This is one of those mm-hmm. resorts where I say go to the pool and enjoy your time there. If you have little ones, go to the little pirate ship. And it's one of my favorite pools on property. So try to take a moment and enjoy Caribbean Beach for what it is. And with the neighboring uh, Riviera, also you can get over to the uh, beach club, yacht club, boardwalk. Yep. You could book dining, like Topolino's breakfast is a great character meal. Also, characters are coming back to you, Cape May. You could have it with John. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, there we go. So, all right. Matt asks, any thoughts on what is going to happen with the individual lightning lane rides that have been temporarily moved to Genie Plus, Everest Space, Frozen, etc., when August 7th rolls around? Do they stay with Genie Plus, go back to individual lightning lanes, or does everything get changed around? So the last time they did a temporary shift of these attractions to Genie Plus from individual lightning lanes, they went back to having two individual lightning lanes in each park. Granite, it did not last very long. Not long. So I expect that since they gave us a date, it's going to go back. Yeah. Because this date is like practically tomorrow when this show comes out and when you're listening. Um, so you may already know the answer and this may just be humorous nonsense. But I bet it's going to go back for a couple weeks to a couple months. And then before October hits, I bet they're right back to the way they are right now because they're going to need the capacity with Genie Plus for October. September, they can get away with things because it's low crowds. So you see, say this is kind of testing the waters a little bit, Doug? I think that's what they did over the summer. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't undo it earlier to make money means that this is a system they're probably going to roll with, and we'll see how fast it comes back. Okay. I could be totally wrong. No, you I agree with you a little bit. That It'll be interesting to see what happens, especially this fall and winter for sure. And, of course, Magic Kingdom's going to get an upheaval, um, hopefully by the holidays, with Tron coming back. And who knows coming when Guardians... Coming finally coming oh, out. Finally, yeah, yeah arriving, um, landing, Troning Happening? In, I don't know. Okay. Downloading. Um, and who knows when Guardians of the Galaxy will switch over potentially to have a standby queue that could impact. It doesn't necessarily impact this question, but it's going to impact the flow of things. Absolutely. All right. Magic Key Mama asks, I have a trip planned in January. If the dining plan comes back, is it worth it for just my husband and I? 
So this could be a yes or no. It mm-hmm. 100% depends on what kind of dining you have booked for the two of you. If you have a sit-down meal every night for dinner, it's probably going to be worth it. If you don't have anything booked for dinner, it's probably not going to be worth it. If you have a bunch of signature dining booked, then you need to look at the upgraded dining plan. So you have to look at what kind of dining and how much dining you have. And there's math involved. I apologize, but I let my travel agent do the math. I no. agree with that. For me, it, it looks when we book dining and, and you know, what's funny is I'm really missing the dining plan over the last few trips or the last couple of years, because it is one of those things where I'm going to get the best thing on the menu. I don't even read the top of the menu. You gave me a hard time the other day. You just look at the numbers. I just look at the, like, what is $50? That is where I'm starting on this thing. So that that is where the dining plan comes into play. If right. you and your husband want to have a we're eating steak, mashed potatoes, and mimosas the whole trip. That's where the dining, dining plan comes into play. And let's really hope it's back like January 1st. I, I think for a lot record, of people For the record, I think you it. and I did a uh, listener questions, and we totally said the fall of this year. Yeah. So I mean, wrong. Yeah, because I thought maybe October 1st because that's when their new fiscal quarter starts. Yep. But they would have needed to announce it at least and, 61 days And start selling it beforehand, yeah. absolutely. Like so there, it's not coming back days. this year. I think you'll hear about it hopefully more than 60 days from its start so yeah. that people can be making dining reservations. Because if they say, like, it's coming back in two weeks, I feel sorry for the website. It's going to crash, crash so many and times. crashed and yeah as everybody's scrambling to try to book dining because oh, that's the thing that's, it nope. once the dining plans back more people are going to eat sit down dining and that's why it's not back is because you, they don't you have think all space the restaurants 20 back. is hard to get now just wait right. till the dining plan comes back right that's two credits right yep. just to so that you can get it um but you need Akersh's back you need 1900 park fair back all the characters well, most of the characters are, are you're getting Lilo and Stitch. You're going to get Kate May. You got a lot of them also, coming I didn't back that here this reservation fall. because I was way too early on it. I'm really sad yep. about that. I booked it 60 days on the dot, Doug, hoping it'd be back, and I missed yeah. it by a couple weeks. A lot of things coming back in October. Yep. So when they announced all that, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe dining plan. But I would have thought they'd say it by now if it was October. So I agree. January 1st, still a possibility. All right. Laura Prue asks, we have a trip coming up in two weeks, staying off property one day at each park. Best current strategies for rope dropping each park since we don't have early entry. Planning to go left on at Magic Kingdom, but not sure about the rest. We have Genie Plus the entire trip. That's a good call, right. by the way, going left at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, because you, you can be on that rope at park open yep so that's the thing you can rope drop adventure land and uh frontier land and um you know Haunted mansion those aren't open for um early entry just fantasy land and Tomorrowland. so you go left and you'll be at the front of that crowd so it's like a regular rope drop except you still have to go do fantasy land and Tomorrowland at some point but that's where you use your genie plus Book something into Tomorrowland and a Fantasyland on your Genie Plus. Snag an individual Lightning Lane for Mine Train. That's going to be the best way to go in Magic Kingdom. All right, Hollywood Studios. Um, it's rough. Not going to lie. So you're going to use your Genie Plus. Book whatever you can. You're not going to be able to get an individual Lightning Lane because you're not on property. Uh, people have priority to that that are on property. That's just not going to happen. So 
I would probably, if Rise of the Resistance is a make or break for your day, this is an exception to usually what I say, I would rope drop Rise of the Resistance and then start stacking some Genie Pluses as they become available to you. If it's down when you get there, you know, go wherever the shortest line is of things you want to do that you don't have a Genie Plus for. And you want to be in front of everyone else. Like you you want to be the first person in line who's staying off property. Yep. And just run there. I like it, especially for Hollywood studios. And you're going to be a ton of people that are on property. If you're at the front of that mob for the off property, because a lot of people get up like, yeah, we're going to make it to early entry and say the park opens at nine early entry is at eight 30. Most of those people get to the park at nine 45. Like, they had all the intentions of the world, and it's 9.15 by the time they get. They underestimate travel time. They underestimate security. They underestimate especially how much they have to, to walk. Especially when you have to park at the TTC and get over it, especially at the Magic like, Kingdom. Yeah. 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 It, so don't think you're going to be behind everybody because if you're still there on the rope for the off-property rope drop, you will be a ton of on-property people. They're still all going to stroll in at 11. Oh, we got two more parks there. I was going to say Animal Kingdom. Do you go Flight of Passage, Doug? No, no, I, I think agree. you, tr- if you can buy it, you try to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always going to be the rule. Um, if you get a Safari Genie Plus, I would go Everest. If you get an Everest Genie Plus, I would go Safari. Yep. Um, and then there's always Dinosaur too, but I would probably, you could do and that later Tri-Sair in the day. And Spin, just saying. As always available. Mm-hmm. And Cali River Rapids, if you hate yourself and want to get soaked in water. Start the day. That's how you yeah, do it. Yeah, start the day. There's no line, folks. Uh, did we talk about Epcot at all? No, we have not. Okay. So um, try to get a Test Track um, Lightning Lane. That's mm-hmm. going to be your best play. And then Soren. Soren, that's where I was going to go. perfect because the, the first wave of rope drop from early entry will be into those three theaters and, and out done. Yep. and then you basically go in in the next wave it's yep. a great rope drop for off property it's the best one then you have to decide do i stand in line for frozen or ratatouille or if you can snag a ratatouille as the day goes on or frozen something to keep an eye on those times and where they're available but you can just go jump in line and give it an hour 45 minutes of your life was it just I agree life. with that. No, nailed it perfectly. Or you just start eating and drinking around the world. That too. That's a good strategy. Yep. It's a little early for that, but that's a good what? strategy. What? If you're at Epcot, never too early. Those booths aren't open. They can't uh, do it when they're what? not open. I'm just, okay, I'm just what saying. What time do you soar, think? Soaring, living with is. the land, and you know, you start making your way in there. Anyway, uh, Brittany asks, after some of the things you didn't like on The Wish, would you still go on it? This goes for you, Doug. Yes, so there was some things we were upset about, like Table 407. Why does it exist? It shouldn't. But we loved it. We enjoyed it. It's only going to get better service-wise as the crew gets more familiar with it. And we're booked for it in November. So obviously... You like um, it enough. Going to go on again. We're going uh, Black Friday. So if anybody's sailing on Black Friday, say hello. Okay. I will be shopping, maybe. I don't... I don't think I can give more a definitive answer to that than uh, we've already booked. You already booked booked it. Exactly. And didn't cancel it. Didn't move it to a different Mm -hmm. ship. Could have moved it to the Dream and saved some money. Right? Oh, when this show comes out, Doug, I will be on it. So, Brittany, I'm going to answer that question uh, in a bonus part of uh, of my trip report. How about that? 
So our final question is from Nate. He says, our five-year-old hasn't been in a stroller for a few years, but we have heard we would use one on our five-night Walt Disney World trip. What age did your kids stop using a stroller? Mine were around six, I think-ish, six to seven. I mean, the older kids jumped in the stroller when we had one for Claire, for the youngest, right? And Claire, so it's it's a lot of walking, yep. especially you got a five-night mm-hmm. trip. That's a lot of miles on little legs. And if you want to get stuff done, you're going to want a stroller um, for sure. Yep. No doubt. I don't care whether your five-year-old's an amazing athlete or something. They're going to need a stroller. It's great for putting all your stuff because when you travel with kids, you have stuff. Yep. I don't miss that at all. Now our that. kids put their own stuff in their own things. Nope. We, we are in the stroller phase for sure, yep. Doug. So so, our four-year-old still, we're getting a stroller. We'll be there in a couple days. Uh, When this show comes out, we'll be there. And honestly, even our older kids uh, will spend a few minutes in the stroller for sure. So, I mean, eight is when they started giving it up for sure. Yeah. So here's here's what you do, Nate. You go to www.ropedroppers.com. You click on the little banner ad for Kingdom Strollers. Yes, you book your stroller it. through Kingdom Strollers. That's who we use. Uh, used them for years. They bring it to you at the resort. That way you have it at the resort and in the parks. If you rent through Disney, you only have it in the parks. And seeing a lot of people carrying sleeping children a long ways to buses and waiting yeah. for buses is not fun. Having that stroller at the bus stop is vital. It is. It has saved my life. It has saved everything about it. Uh, letting kids sleep in the stroller, especially like art of animation. You're walking all the way there. Uh, I will tell you the one negative about Kingdom Strollers. The only small thing is when you have to carry, and we had a question about it earlier, Caribbean Beach, when you're car- you're staying on the second floor and you have to carry your kids in a stroller sleeping up the steps. I don't understand the lack of elevators at the Mar. No, exactly. I just don't so, get it. So that's my well, only that's negative there, Nate. If, if you're staying on property at a second floor resort without elevators, that is the one challenge. But hey, it's still better than having to carry your kid in. So at age four, five, six, still strollers no are, yeah, not, yeah, not even a question. And the Kingdom Stroller ones are great. Exactly. Highly recommend them. And you nailed it perfectly. I can put my water bottles in other, you know, rain ponchos and stuff like that in there so it makes it worthwhile extra socks derek in a stroller okay maybe (laughs) someday so there you go that is all the questions that we had on this week's listener questions episode we do have a question that we'll be answering on patreon and that's a question that we got is uh for doug and i since we go so much have we ever thought about moving or living in florida and That is way too much to discuss on just a regular episode. So if you want to hear our answer on our Florida residency, you're going to have to go into the Patreon page. You can find that in the show notes. Click that and hear more and also all the bonus content that we have as well. And of course, if you want a book, a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, any of the things, you're going to have to go to touringplans.com slash travel. Click that Rope Drop Radio link in there. Let them know that we sent you and start planning your amazing, awesome vacation. And of course, if you ever have questions, you'll have to go to at Rope Drop Radio on all the things. Let us know. We love Doug, this is our favorite type of episodes. We love talking to you. We love when you ask us. And uh, most of our answers are sometimes right. I think so. I think so. I think we did good tonight. Unanimously right. Yes. We, Is that a thing? It, yeah. Well, I mean, you and I, we chose they're, they're good. And so, yeah, 
we we nailed it. So thank you guys so much for asking the questions, following along, and of course, most importantly, leave a review so we can keep asking them. But we need to get to the Patreon episode. So for Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.